0: Welcome to the Tech in My School podcast. As you know, my name is Justin Combs. I'm the technology coordinator for the Diocese of Toledo Schools. And with me, I have Kevin Reinemann from Tiffin-Calvert. He is a technology director there at the high school and elementary school. Uh, he, has, he is a great resource for the teachers of our diocese. He has a website called Teacher's Tech Toolbox. He started up a podcast recently. I believe there are 20 episodes Is that correct? Yes. Right now of Magic Potion EDU podcast. He's also uh, going to be a speaker at FETC, NCEA and OTEC in 2019. He has great resources. He loves technology and he loves professional development. Uh, Some of you may have been to Tiffin last summer to uh, join in some of his pre-PD with technology. I know I was down there with a Google Classroom class. So I would like to welcome Kevin Reinemann. Thanks, Justin. I
1: really appreciate you uh, having me on the show today. I'm looking forward to sharing with everybody all all the great things going on at Calvert and some great stuff to share that we can do to really bring Catholic education home and help us find our own identity.
0: Great. Well, I'm sure that you have some great things to share. But before we uh, actually get into our main topic today, uh, which are some of the things that... our teachers can be doing in their classrooms. I just want you to touch a little bit about some of the things that I mentioned, your your podcast, your website, uh, some of the things you'll be talking about, just to give uh, all of our teachers in the diocese here a little more insight as to what kind of a resource you are and the knowledge that you have. And um, and I will share in, in the notes uh, for the show all of the websites so they can get to them that for your podcast and the, and Teacher's Tech Toolbox. So can you touch on those a little bit? Absolutely.
1: Uh, like Justin said, my name is Kevin Reinemann. I am the Director of Technology at Calvert Catholic Schools in Tiffin, Ohio. This is year 11 in education for me, so I'm happy to be past the decade mark. Um, I have been a classroom teacher for the first four years of my career. I taught a variety of subjects from uh, computer applications, one to media technology, as well as standard integrated math one, two, and three. And then also uh, some social studies courses, American history, world history, American government. So my background is uh, social studies education, AYA. And then I also have a minor in religion. Uh, and then I've always just kind of been that techie guy uh, throughout college, throughout you know high school. And in all those years, I've always been that person that has enjoyed Playing with computers, I'm not really like a video game person. I don't mind playing video games; they're fun. But I like to look at what technology is and what it's capable of doing. That's that's one of my passions. There, um, I also have a master's degree from Western Governors University in learning and technology. I, I did that uh, two summers ago. That was quite the experience. I'm happy to happy to have that title now as well. Um, so along my journey to becoming where I, to where I am today, uh, at one point I had a superintendent that he was a lot like me. Um, we were constantly sharing ideas back and forth and for some reason it was always three o'clock in the morning. We'd be emailing (laughs) each other. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd find something on Twitter, on the internet, whatever, and I'd send it his way and, and he'd say, man, you know, this is awesome. You should share it with our teachers. This would be great to do a little PD session on or something like that. And over time, he finally goes, Kevin, you know, you really should put these all together in like a Word document so you can get back to them. And I'm like, I like what you're thinking, but a Word document is not the answer.
0: (laughs) No. And and
1: that's where Teacher's Tech Toolbox came into play. Uh, So it's been... I want to say almost four years now that I've been doing Teacher's Tech Toolbox. It might even be pushing five. Uh, but I love, uh, I love to share the resources I find with uh, teachers, not just in my area or my diocese or anything like that, but this gives the opportunity to share with teachers all around the world. So I really tend to focus on tools that are free and I like to focus on things that are easy to use, um, mostly stuff that if you find it, you can pick it up and use it in
0: class the next day. So that's. You know, I, I, I heard that teachers like free things. Yes, especially yeah. <laughs> especially Catholic school teachers. Too. Yeah, yeah, I know i I've been I've been in Catholic education my whole career so far, and uh, free things you got my attention. Yes. Um, so that's Teacher's Tech Toolbox. Uh, I'm
1: not as active on it as I used to be. Um, now that I have a three-year-old running around the house, uh, I'm not able to post multiple times a week. But I'm looking to get back into doing the, uh, the weekly post. Um, just got to give myself time and... and focus my energy on that but three-year-old comes first family first
0: Oh absolutely but you also have the uh, the podcast and yes what's the frequency on that okay the podcast came from uh, listening to other podcasts
1: but also due to um, you know I was never a uh, big big on reading uh, just not something I was really into throughout high school throughout college uh, and then when I got into the master's program, I was doing a lot of reading, as you'd imagine, doing research and everything, and I got turned on to the Dave Burgess Consulting Series, so uh, Teach Like a Pirate, uh, Ditch That Textbook. There's just a plethora of them out there sitting right next to me right now. I have The Four O'Clock Faculty with Mm -hmm. Rich Chiz. He was actually my last guest on the podcast. So a lot of these people that are writing these books also have podcasts, as well as Twitter and everything, and I just thought it would be a great way for me to, uh, learn from others. You know, the wired educator, Kelly Croy up at, uh, Port Clinton schools, his podcast is amazing. Uh, it's usually about an hour long. He interviews a lot of amazing guests and mm-hmm. it just opened my eyes to, well, I can reach out and talk to, to people like this too and, and learn a lot from them. So that's where magic potion Uh, edu comes from and magic is actually an acronym for excuse me uh, motivate assess both your students and your lesson plans g is for get out there meaning get on twitter and uh, get out to conferences that match up with you i i can't be the tech person i am without integrate so you got to integrate technology and then finally the c stands for calm stay calm Technology does not always work, and it's important <laughs> to model the behavior we want to see in our students. So when things go wrong in your classroom, whether it's technology or, or something else, you have to to model the behavior of staying calm and just rolling with it.
0: Now, in your role as uh, the technology director, are you doing a lot of service calls as well, uh, help desk type stuff, when, when teachers are trying to stay calm when their tech's not working?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's, uh, that's one of those things that... You never know what your day is going to look like because you never know what's going to pop up. So we can schedule stuff and then things fall through like we've been trying to trying to sync together on this podcast here for a couple of weeks now. But oh, yeah. Here we go. It's, it's happening now. Um, but yeah, there's times in the day where I think I'm going to get something accomplished and then I'll have you know, three or four student laptops walk in that, that need hard drives repaired or a key popped off or, or something like that, or heaven forbid, knock on wood here, uh, the internet goes down because that is, it's amazing. Our, uh, dependency on, on the internet these days in the classroom.
0: Well, along with those two, uh, I did mention that you are, uh, you're on the speaking circuit next year with FETC NCEA, and, uh, OTEC and Columbus, uh, Would you want to say anything about some of the things that you're going to be talking about there? Yeah. Um, Just brush on those. There's some common themes going throughout. Um, This will be
1: my second time going to FETC. That's the Future of Education Technology Conference. It's held in Orlando, Florida, the last week of January. So I don't feel bad about leaving Ohio at that point in time. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be speaking on uh, 3D printing in your classroom. Uh, That's that's one of my passions as well is finding ways to integrate three D printing uh, and the whole maker movement into classrooms. I'm going to be speaking on the Metaverse app, which is an opportunity for you and your students to create augmented reality with relative ease. Um, I'm also going to be speaking with John Kramer from the uh, North Central Ohio Educational Service Center about a project that uh, Calvert did with New Regal, where our seventh graders did a collaborative project um, on uh, just famous people. Uh, Is modeled on the uh, Apple's Think Different campaign back in 1997. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to think different about a project, and we did this uh, collaboration between our two schools, so that students not only got to see how collaboration works in Google Slides, but also, you know, meet people their same age, their peers, at a different setting. So New Regal is a public school. Obviously, Calvert's a Catholic school. So it was interesting to see that stuff take take part as well. So we called that one 21st Century Pen Pals, where communication meets collaboration. Um, So at NCEA, I'm doing the Metaverse uh, presentation as well as the 3D printing. Um, At OETC, I will be doing uh, 3D printing in your classroom. And then another one that I've been working on putting together where it's – just focusing on a bunch of tools that uh, mostly for like beginning of school year on stuff you can get up and running just to kick off your school year on the right foot, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I highly encourage all of you to check out OETC. That it's in Columbus uh, in the middle of February. I believe it's uh, is it the twelfth through the fourteenth
1: of February. Yeah, I is believe that? the twelfth is the pre-conference day, which is mostly just workshops. Thirteenth uh, and fourteenth. The thirteenth will be the keynote speaker, which I believe is uh, Eric Scheninger, um, author of. Oh, I can't think of his book off the top of my head. He he did it with uh, uh, Thomas Murray. It's a fantastic book about uh, trends and technology and learning.
0: Um, and then thirteenth and fourteenth are are the main two days. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you're someone who wants to learn about uh, technology integration and that's probably the easiest place for you to go to a uh, conference. Uh, it's nearby and uh, you'd get a day off work and, and you can probably maybe get your school to pay for it with some of your Title uh, yeah some of your your technology funds or even some of your uh, I don't know it would Title I pay for that do you know? Yes, yes. Okay, so title two, title title, yeah. I'm so not there's in no that excuse. <laughs> yeah, go ask your principal. Uh, go check it out. Uh, I'll add a link to uh, to those conferences. Um, but I I think it'd be really valuable for you to get to something, and uh, OETC is probably will, will be one of the easiest ones. I know you're in Apple school there, right? Yes. And you guys, I believe you told me you use iPads for K through six. Yes and then uh, MacBooks on, uh, on, and boy, Apple was really hmm. the one of the big, big platforms to go to, right, uh, some years ago, and, you know, it's still pretty big, and I was kind of surprised, though, to see numbers kind of dropping in our diocese. Uh, approximately 19% of our schools are using Mac OS devices, so MacBooks, iMacs, And about a third of our schools are using iOS devices. And, you know, that's some schools are using both. So those numbers, those numbers are, you know, might be including both schools. Um, However, you are using both. And how are your students using these things? Yeah, so... um... Years ago, when
1: we made the decision to go one-to-one, we were weighing the different options of, you know, Chromebooks were still kind of young at that point. This is year five for us. Um, So we looked at Windows machines, Chromebooks, as well as MacBooks. Okay. Next class. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yes. So uh, we were looking at MacBooks, Chromebooks, Windows machines, weighing our options, and ultimately for us, what it came down to was we were already using Mac in our in our buildings. Um, with the Apple devices, especially the laptops, you can expect to get a long duration out of the investment. So it's not uncommon to see iMacs and MacBooks lasting for six, seven years. Whereas with Windows machines, you might be, unless you do a pretty good investment it could be every three to five years that you're swapping those out so we weighed that in um, Mm -hmm. plus you know apple of course sweetening the pot with um, whatever promotions they had at the time so that's why we decided to go the route that we did obviously every school is going to be different and um, to each their own so I've been happy with using Mac OS. There's some things I, I like, some things I don't like. Um, using iPads was the same type of thing. We got into iPads before Chromebooks really mm-hmm. were out and doing anything. Um, so yeah, I guess which which route do you want to look at it as an as administrative side or do you want to look at it as a teacher side? Because there's always so many different angles, when, especially when it comes to educational technology and
0: you know significant investment like that in devices. Well, I guess I'm more looking at ease of use for students and teachers and, and how they're using it. If they're using it daily, um, you know, what are they using it for? Are they using it for their textbooks? Are they just using it to, uh, to take notes instead of a pencil and paper? I know that you're big, I, I, you and I are the same, where to just have technology in a classroom, just to have it makes no sense, but it needs to make things meaningful, needs to make learning efficient, effective, you know, things like that. I mean, how, how are you guys using that over at your school? Uh, I'm assuming you guys are using the, your devices daily. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's always room for improvement
1: and that's always something to strive for going forward. Uh, A lot of places are switching to doing online textbooks, Um, teach their own with that one, I guess. Uh, I've seen some that I really liked other Mm -hmm. ones that just felt like a website from 1999. Yeah. Yeah. and then whether it's dependent upon Java or Flash, so there's all that stuff to weigh as well. Uh, formative assessment, I, I guess, is probably one of the biggest things, and that's that's kind of platform neutral. Um, you know, if you're using Kahoot, Quizzes, GimKit, all those different mm-hmm. options, really the device that's in front of the student doesn't matter, um, but that's something that I see a lot of our teachers using. Uh, Quizlet Live is another okay. one that I hear a lot of good things about And there we go again. <laughs> but um, formative assessment, another one of the things that I love to do. Um, why waste time teaching kids something they already know? Uh, so use formative assessment tools to first and foremost engage the students and the content in front of them, as well as uh, help you develop your lessons going forward and, and dig deeper into stuff that you can and, and start from the fundamentals on the stuff that they don't have any experience with. And you don't know what that is until you, you try and find out. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you also uh, use these devices with G Suite, that's correct? Yes, all of our students um, have access to the G Suite platform. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which which is a really great, easy-to-use platform. I know, uh, here's a stat, approximately 73% of our schools in the Diocese of Toledo are using G Suite. Um, so I guess uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a project that you have uh, for Advent, um, but I was just kind of curious as to um, just how the kids are using G Suite and teachers. Um, I'm assuming the low hanging fruit here is simply like collaboration on on slide presentations or or um, brainstorming and things like that for uh, middle school and high school students. Is there any other um, you know fancy ways that you guys are using G Suite? Uh, At
1: this point, nothing really jumping out is, you know, different than what other places are doing. Uh, Our students have access to G Suite. They have the Apple Pages keynote numbers, and they also have uh, Microsoft Office, Word, Excel, PowerPoint. So uh, for me, it comes down to we shouldn't be teaching specific tools, Um, you know, whether you're looking at uh, Google Docs or Word Word. Or, uh, pages, they all have the same formatting tools. Some are every person's going to find ease in a different tool. You know, we're just all mm-hmm. different there. So teach the formatting. Teach them how to write in APA or MLA format, um, and really from there they can go and find the icons they're looking for. When you teach them what those icons look like, oh yeah, yep. Yeah. And then and they're know- going to be set up with
0: whatever's put in front of them in the future and I know some some programs are a little easier to find those things than others um, yeah maybe maybe that's another another podcast there <laughs> however um I, I want to try to filter this down to uh this advent uh activity that that you have that that you um have put together uh with well I shouldn't say with but using Loyola Press yes um and uh You've been sharing it. Uh, How many years now have you been putting this This, together?
1: This is the third year for the Advent in Action. Uh, So as we gear up for the season starting uh, next week, hashtag Advent in Action. It it will hopefully be um, gaining steam each year going forward. Um, But it came out of this idea that, okay, we uh, honestly, I wanted to do uh, this day in history type thing. And I was trying on that for a long time on trying to find a couple social studies teachers that may collaborate on it, which I'm still open to that idea if anybody's listening. (laughs) But to create a giant calendar that just students work on uh, to put this day in history thing together so that it can be shared globally, really. Uh, So that turned into, hey, Advent's coming out. Oh, hey, check out Loyola Press. Every year they put together this children's advent calendar that has a different theme for each day that allows students to focus on their faith and live out their faith on on a daily basis as we gear up for uh, Christmas. You know, it's my favorite time of the year. I'm sure it is for a lot of other people's as well.
0: So what you've created from this is uh, through, through G Suite, is a document that with this Loyola Press calendar that you can uh, do some things and, and edit the document to share with your, your school and community. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, so I took a Google Slideshow, you know, your, your typical presentation software, but it's wonderful because it's um, online, it's always backed up, and it's easy to share with other people. So I just created a template. Uh, so the first slide is an advent calendar. You can put your school's name across the top. It has, you know, all the days that you would see on a calendar. Excuse me. And then uh, you click on a date. It takes you to another slide, which I already went and did the links for all of those so that anybody can pick up this template and run with it. They just need to uh, get teachers, get classes, students Uh, whoever in their school or even parish, it could easily be done in a parish as well. And they just need to insert the pictures into the correct dates um, on the, on the slides and do it every morning. And then it can be shared on the school's website, parish website. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then every morning after I update the presentation, I turn around and send it out on all our social media using the hashtag
0: Advent in Action. And, you know, what I like about this, it, it, it's kind of a unique way to use slides or presentation software that, um, instead of just going one slide to the next, to the next, it's kind of like, I guess I describe it as a kiosk app. Like you walk up to a kiosk and you, and you touch something and it goes to one screen and then you can go back to your main menu. Yeah. It, and not a lot of people think about using, uh, presentation software like this, uh, but that's kind of what this is, um, kind of like a kiosk, you get to see what the students, uh, have done to put Advent in action, as, as you had said, into that calendar and to share it with the broader community. Yeah. And it's just an easy
1: way to integrate our faith into different classrooms, um, in a different way. You know, it's so often we start our lesson with prayer and then that's kind of, um, okay, let's go into this specific lesson. Well, this is going to allow teachers to volunteer to sign up. Um, They'll get a theme for that day. They could either use it just in one classroom to capture the media, or they can use it for their entire lesson and and just have that conversation throughout the entire day with all of the students they come across. And, you know, it's going to help the teacher as well, too, Mm -hmm. center their mind on, you know, why we're here specifically in Catholic education.
0: So... Is your idea, I mean, how can this be utilized? Can you use it school-wide and have one, you know, share one thing from one class or or, or do a classroom, each classroom uh, takes on this task? I mean, I'm sure it can be done many different ways, but what do you think is the best way to utilize this? Well, each year I've done it a little bit differently. The first year I only used
1: religion classrooms, so mm-hmm. I just went to our religion teachers throughout uh, K-12, to and said, "Okay, um, are you willing to do this? Okay, well then you have this date, this date, this date. So um, please just get me your picture. Well, then the second year it turned into, let's have them volunteer and let's open it up to everybody because there's no reason mm-hmm. why it should just be religion classrooms. I mean, that's why we're here. We we that's integrate correct, faith yeah. into into all of our content areas. So that worked out really well last year. I got tons of volunteers from a wide spread of of different grade levels and age levels. Um, and then this year, I uh, opened it up again, getting the volunteers. I have almost all my slots accounted for. And so that makes me feel pretty good right now. Um, but then, you know, also open it up to okay, well, then maybe student council will do one. Well, what about the business department? or? the team of administrators, it doesn't just have to be students. We can yeah. show everybody in our entire school or community. And I would love to see it if somebody's parish actually picks up and runs with it to just have, you know, normal, everyday people from all walks of life mm-hmm. participating
0: in it. So I do, I love the idea of, of taking this further than just in the classroom and the students and really kind of showing the whole uh, school community Working to to bring Advent to life, uh, just as what I think we should be doing here in our Catholic schools. And uh, I know that that you have uh, shared this out outside of your school. Uh, do you know of any other schools in the state or country anywhere that that's uh, doing this? Yeah, a few weekends ago, I uh,
1: took part in the Saturday morning Catholic Ed chat. Uh, Twitter chat that happens every Saturday morning, nine a.m. It's a great one to get on. Yes, and uh, and thank you for for tipping me off to that. I that was the first one that I was involved in. Oh yeah, that's I've met a lot of great people through that chat, and actually got to meet them at, at conferences. So,
0: and and this is by the way, this is on Twitter. And what's the hashtag to follow? Hashtag Catholic Ed Chat at nine a.m. on Saturdays. And it's and it's Catholic education educators from all, all over. over the country. And, and, even, even and it's not just technology people. It's, it's all, um, all people that teach in the Catholic schools and, uh, or administrators. And you usually have what is it like three or four questions that you
1: guys, uh, are discussed. Yeah. It's usually, you know, every 15 minutes or so, a new question comes out. Um, so this one specifically was focused on Advent. So, um, Barb in Nebraska, she's kind of the leader of the chat every week, um, made sure to send me a message and, and ask me to par- participate in that one. Um, you know, Saturday mornings are sometimes a little rough, especially with having that three-year-old.
0: So I know. Um, I, I, have, I have five children, so yeah, I, I know man. exactly what you mean. <laughs> uh,
1: so I try to get on there as much as I can. Um, but even if you can't participate, if you just get on Twitter and hit that search button, and search for Catholic hashtag Catholic EdChat. You can see the conversations. You just don't see them live going on, but you can pick up a lot of great ideas. Like there's this whole uh, concept of should Catholic classrooms have the um, the elf in the room, elf on the shelf. Right, yeah. um, well, some of these other schools are doing the wandering wise men. Which is the same general concept, but it takes mm-hmm. a Catholic, specifically a Catholic, spin on it, and that's an idea I never would have come up with, but it was shared through there. Yeah. Um, so yes, through through that chat, it has been shared with you know all over the country. I even had a school from school and parish from Ireland liking oh, cool. and, and commenting on it. So it'll be pretty cool if it ends up crossing seas here and uh, see what we can get from Europe. Um, but you know, I think the biggest intimidation that people might have is, well, I'm not a techie person. So I really tried to make this template as easy as possible. And I even made a YouTube tutorial video, which I'm sure will be shared in the links as well to help you, um, to help get you up
0: and running with it. So the biggest, this is, this is one thing I love about this, by the way, because a couple of the things, or at least one of the things that are hangups when it comes to using, uh, technology or, or different things in your classroom is it takes a lot of time to set things up. The good news is this is set up for you. You have a template um, and this YouTube tutorial, it's great. Um, so all you have to do is is go check this stuff out and start utilizing it.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, uh, I think a lot of people don't, they have no reason to, so they, they've never looked at the whole publish to web option on the Google the G suite stuff. But if you hit the file menu, there's a thing that says publish to web, and then that's going to generate a link for you or the, uh, HTML embed code Mm -hmm. that, you know, you just share that out. And then any changes you make are still updated. It's not instantaneously, but it's usually within five to six minutes. Um, so that's the easiest way to share out your calendar. You can either share out the link or um, like I do on our school's website is I take the published uh, site, hit the little embed button that's up there and grab that embed code and put it right on the front of our website where our slideshow typically is. And, and now anybody that visits our site is able to click on that date on the calendar and go to where it is.
0: All right. Well, great. And I will have the links to the calendar template. Uh, to the YouTube tutorial and the link to the original Loyola Press calendar uh, and the show notes. And you can find those at tims.dotcatholicschools.org. Um, if you are, if you do decide to use it,
1: please make sure to use that um, hashtag Advent in Action so that all the Catholic schools everywhere are able to to see what other schools are doing. And it'll be cool to see...
0: How different schools interpret the different theme every single day. So, now, granted, it may be a little late to maybe get a, a whole community going on this, at least the first week. But you can at least maybe start in your classroom, uh, toss the idea with maybe some of your team teachers, and and kind of get some things rolling. I think it'd be really cool to see uh, what you guys are doing for Advent in your in your classrooms with this calendar. So take some time and check it out. Uh, there's one other thing I'd want to talk to you about. You had mentioned a live newsletter. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So um, in another one of the Dave Burgess books, it's called uh,
1: Your School Rocks. It's actually, uh, there's two gentlemen that wrote the book. Uh, is the it main, a geology school? I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, the uh, Ryan McLean, he is now at West Muskegon schools. He's a principal. He's he's been to a few different schools over the years. And basically what he writes about is that his experience as a teacher, as an educator, was that if we send newsletters home, a plain paper piece of newsletter, most of the time it either doesn't make it home because it gets mm-hmm. lost in a backpack Or it just gets tossed away and they don't read it. It, it, People today, you know, yet again, to each their own. um, If you send me a letter that has three paragraphs on it, there's a good chance I'm not going to read it. (laughs) I hate to say that, but that's the way it is. Whereas if you send me a picture or a video, um, that's, you know, a reasonable amount of time. If it's Mm -hmm. three minutes long, uh, yeah, I'll sit there. I'll give you three minutes of my time to, uh, to watch that video. So he, he shares you know how we can use social media as schools, and his big thing is this uh, live newsletter and how it's really uh, transformed his experience as an administrator. and that he actually found that not only were they, the families taking time to watch the newsletters, but it was turning into a family event. You know they were waiting, oh, that's great to you know before they have family dinner. Okay, well, let's watch the newsletter together because they expected it every week at the same time, and he was sharing it out. And the biggest thing is that they're waiting to see, okay, who's, whose kids are going to be featured in it this week, <laughs> as well as you know your normal yeah. nuts and bolts things like calendar dates that you need to share. So uh, we have a, a new principal at our elementary this year, Marilyn Sizelove. She has been fantastic over the years. Anytime I come to her with an idea, she's always been like, all right, yeah, sure. I'll try it out. Uh, Whether it was, you know, she was a middle school social studies teacher. So that, you know, being a social studies background, I was always going to her with different ideas. Um, So I brought this idea up to her and she's like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll try it at least once. So the first time we sat down and put this video together, uh, we used the green screen in our creator space Mm -hmm. to put a, to put Forget what the picture was behind us. I think maybe for our autumn auction, our our big upcoming event. Uh, And then she talked about our calendar dates. And then at the end, we just made a little slideshow of pictures that had been taken over the course of the previous few weeks. And then as soon as we were done, she saw how easy it is to do these. And then it turned into, instead of just being a one time thing, oh, when can we do this again? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So now we've done two or three of them. We're looking at doing another one next week. Um, but it's, it's, I don't want to say it goes viral, but it gets a lot of likes, a lot of shares and a lot of views on our social media while spreading the great news of what's going on at our school.
0: Now, do you do this along with a paper newsletter or, or has this taken over that? Uh, still kind of doing both
1: at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, still early on, this is the first you know, semester we've been doing this, but um, starting to see other schools in the area are starting to mm-hmm. do it as well. So I like to think we
0: started a trend, but. Maybe not. <laughs> I know, uh, I know at least two schools in the diocese that are uh, doing something similar. And if your school is doing this, let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. I know Christ the King; uh, they do a, a video newsletter uh, with the principal there, and Saint John's Jesuit has um, morning announcements that they uh, that they publish on YouTube uh, for the students. Now, how do you guys publish it? Do you use YouTube or, or a different platform?
1: Um, so I'll record using, uh, if I'm doing the green screen, I'll use the Ink app to do the green screen recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the slideshows, I actually use the app by uh, GoPro, okay. which is called Quick. It's just uh, Q-U-I-K. And it has just a lot of built-in, uh, I want to say templates. You just select which pictures and videos, and then it compiles something for you that looks awesome, but you can always change different settings in it. Um, so then I, I put all that into iMovie, compile it into one big file, and then ship it off to YouTube because that's the easiest
0: place to share it, um, and then send it out to social media after that. Now, what you said, all that stuff for, for a novice, it sounds like a lot. It can I mean, be. Okay. Now, and I'm, I'm assuming maybe, maybe there could this be simplified to just one simple video or should it be simplified to that? I mean, we don't want to, we want to make sure the things that we put out like this are, are of quality. a certain quality, right? Yeah. Um, because that will help make sure that our, our, our students and our, our parents want to take the time to watch something. If you're just going to put something out that is not of good quality, um, it's not going to be taken as seriously or, or catch on. What do you think of that? Yeah. um, Well, I guess, you
1: know, I'm on the Apple computer. So it's just a lot of that's native to the Apple computers and really simple to use, especially iMovie. Uh, But really, you could just use your phone to record a video to start with. Um, Download, like I said, the quick app, take pictures around your school. But, you know, first and foremost, make sure that you have the okay to publish pictures and stuff of all the students that are going to be featured. Um, Always make sure you have that permission. Photo release form. Yes. So after that, you can just simply use your phone to record the video and then, you know, get Magisto is another app similar to Quick where you just select the pictures from your camera roll and it will compile the
0: video for you. Um, Now, what are you doing to record audio? Because I know recording video on our phones is pretty good. Um, However the audio kind of leaves something to be desired sometimes yes. depending on your uh, surroundings.
1: Yeah. I picked up a um, simple little, I want to call it a boom microphone, just mm-hmm. a little tiny one that plugs into the headphone jack on either an iPad or a, um, okay, anything that has you know a smart device that has a headphone jack. Uh, but that made a huge difference in the quality of sound. Like the first uh, announcements we were doing at the beginning of the year, I just used a built-in mic on the, on the uh, iPad and, I had to crank the volume set up on the actual video before I released it, whereas just a simple, I want to say I spent between $12 and $20 on this little microphone. Oh, that's great.
0: That simplified it. That's just great. a Just a little Amazon pickup. Well, Kevin, you've given us some great information, some great ideas that I hope uh, all of our listeners will be able to uh, utilize in their classrooms and in their schools. Now. If they're trying to figure something out, trying to use this advent calendar, or if they decide to try out a live newsletter and they have some questions for you, do you have a way that they can contact you?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm always available via email. That's K Reinemann, K R I N A, R I N A M A N, at Calvert, C A L, V I A S, and Victor, E R T, C A T H O L I C dot org. Um, or shoot me a, shoot me a message on Twitter
0: at Kevin Reinemann, K-E-V-E-N-R-I-N-A-M-A-N. And I will have those on our show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, Kevin. Uh, I hope you have a blessed advent and, uh, keep doing great things. Uh, we appreciate all of your hard work here in the diocese.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on and and sharing the message here, and
0: God bless you and everyone else as well. All right. God bless, brother. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has helped make tech integration more efficient and effective in your classroom in the Diocese of Toledo. St. Isidore of Seville, patron of Internet and Computer Users, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, patron of Catholic Schools, pray for us.